0: is bobby payne and welcome to episode number 27 where we will be talking about yielding to the word with me today is pastor aaron case pastor jonathan mitchell and pastor gary singleton gentlemen welcome back good to be back glad to have you guys here today uh, to talk about yielding to the word of god and so excuse me i got choked up already we just started um, okay. We, <laughs> y'all have okay, said so much. It yeah. struck a chord. Yeah. Emotional time for you. Right yeah, now. it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Here we go. Right. So we're going to start this off. Um, Pastor Aaron's just going to define it for us. Uh, that way, we're kind of all on the same page, starting on level ground here.
1: Well, sure. I think uh, where where a great place to begin is our mission statement, as Eden, as Eden Chapel that uh, God blessed Johnny and I with in the easiest meeting of history he just it was the most amazing flow but it stuck with us over the years and it is we are to be led by god's word to make disciples and love others for the glory of jesus christ and to be led by god's word is means to yield to it Um, where it's painful where it's not easy um, also where it blesses us but also to see it as the highest authority in our lives um what leads us in faith and practice, what guides us to help us know how to worship Christ properly, and it just leads us in all areas of life. So um, I believe the importance of yielding to God's Word will cut out so many mistakes, so much idle foolishness that we build up in our lives, and it'll just lead us down to the path of righteousness, which we all, as God's people, should long to be on.
0: All right, thank you for that. And so uh, let's, let's just jump right in. Why does this matter, and how do we apply this? It's easy to say. We all think we do it well. Maybe we don't. I don't know. But, again, the question, why does this matter? How do we apply this to our lives?
2: Well, we say this often. You, you hear it with our podcast episodes, Behind the Pulpit here, uh, in, in natural conversation as well, is – you know, what, what you think about a certain issue, uh, how how you should walk in life, how we do things at church, whatever it might be. We want to do whatever we do because of what God's word says. You know, we want to have a foundation for life. We want to have a foundation for what we believe. Uh, we, want, we want to do all that we do because, just as Pastor was saying, we're, we're led by God's word to do it. Uh, that, that way, we, we believe that Scripture is the highest authority. And, and so when, when we are doing something, we want to always have that as the ground that we stand, we're standing on because as, as we've quoted here before, you know, as, as Isaiah says, you know, the, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Mm -hmm. And so we want our whole lives to be built upon what God's word says. And, and even the, the smallest of issues, because it's what, it's what, people can actually build their lives upon. And so whenever we're walking through life, whenever we're uh, saying something or doing something, how we interact with people, how we do uh, ministry here at church, how we do missions at church, whatever it might be, we want to do so because we're led by God's word. And, And we know that not only do we have a foundation to stand on, but as we call people to Christ, and we point them to God's Word, then they will have a foundation to stand on.
0: So, thank you for that. Um, I think what, you're, what I hear you saying is, you know, Scripture is, is all we need. We're, we're, trying not, we're not trying to um, create things or take things away or do things that make us feel comfortable. Or do things that, uh, you know, we've always done our whole lives because it makes us feel good. Um, But we're looking to, and going back to the title, yielding to whatever the Word of God says.
3: Mm -hmm. I thought about traditions. You know, and that traditions need to die. Mm. Traditions need to die. And I thought about uh, where in God's Word I could pull a good example. And I thought about Mark 7, um, verses 1 through 9. Uh, the Bible says, Now when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and the Jews do not eat unless their hands are properly, or wa- they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition tra- tradition of the elders. And when they come, Did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? As it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold the tradition of men. And he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. So a delegation of Pharisees had come to evaluate Jesus' ministry if you can imagine that, they came to evaluate Jesus, specifically to evaluate Jesus against their religious traditions. When the Pharisees uh, were speaking against cleanliness, they were referencing ceremonial washings. It wasn't just being clean. It was you clean the dirt, you pray clean. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a ceremony. It wasn't just uh, cleaning your hands. Uh, the Jews observed a strict, elaborate ritual for washing before meals. The Pharisees asked, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders? These washings were commanded by tradition, not by scripture. The Pharisees knew this was from tradition and not from scripture, yet they questioned God himself concerning their own tradition. There had grown up a great body of traditions, traditions which in the first place were intended to be interpretations of the law, applications of the law to local circumstances, traditions, which in the second place became interpretations of traditions and applications of traditions, and the traditions in the third place, which were <laughs> interpretations of interpretations of interpretations of interpretations. <laughs> now, I found that, um, I can't, I don't know who wrote that. Uh, that wasn't for me, but I thought I would throw that in there just to... Uh, as use it as an example of what goes through my mind too when I hear about traditions, that's not in the Bible. Um, but Jesus was being attacked for not observing their tradition. <clears throat> in the end, if you have a word of man, a tradition of man, a ritual of man, that has the same weight as the Word of God, guess what? You're wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just like how you, you read that. That was up, awesome. Man. But I would say one thing: if yeah. there is an Eden Chapel podcast drinking game, and today's word was traditions, <laughs> you are in <laughs> sin right now. You are you, you in have sin. You've crossed the line. You need to rip it. go back to the last, <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, so, read last week's podcast. Yeah, please <laughs> rewatch that. That was so good, G. And I, you know, it goes back. It really does go back to the last podcast because I think we can think that we're doing something good by giving a non-biblical view of alcohol. Moving back to that, right? We're protecting our kids by vilifying it, by saying uh, sex is just terrible in every way. We're protecting our kids um, from falling into sex. Well, what the Pharisees would do is they would put laws on top of God's laws and make them as more central than God's law themselves and of itself. And the problem was, And many times they were like, well, if I don't fall there, I won't get to falling into sin where God commands. So in a way that's, you know, that's kind of an honorable thing. But what are they saying? They're saying their standard is better than God's. They're saying God's guidelines are not as good as their guidelines. And they're trying to hold the king of glory, God incarnate, to these standards that they have set up, which are extra biblical, which again goes back to and well said, uh, Gary. It brings us back to the whole meaning for, for our podcast this episode. We're not to yield to the commands of man. Where traditions do not line up with Scripture, yes, they must be put to death. Only in the way that they honor Christ. There are very few traditions that we have at Eden Chapel, but we do have some. There's a few things that we do. And in those areas where we have traditions, where they honor Christ, those are things we must do. When they're extra biblical, there's no need for them because our goal is to honor Christ in all that we do.
3: Yeah, they, they, they literally, I'll go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, we can sit here listening to what you were saying, Gary, like we can look at that from, you know, this many years later and be like, gosh, how silly, how ridiculous. But then we still do it today. We haven't changed anything. <laughs> we're still being pharisaical ourselves in creating these traditions that, you know, aren't much different maybe in what they're doing you know i just want to say wash wash your dog on hands and let's move on okay. to them that seems silly um looking at it here but gosh we do so many things not us in particular here at Indian chapel but just church in general does uh so many things that uh you know if we took a step back and look we'd be like man that's kind of silly um and it has nothing to do with god's word and and you know what he's commanding us to do it's just what makes us feel good about ourselves
3: right and my and my when. The way I read it, um, you know, God's, <laughs> you know, we're worried about trivial things, little trivial traditions, and God's concerned about our heart, hmm. our Amen. heart. That is where we worship the Lord is from our heart. Uh, Deuteronomy six, five, you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your might. Um, the Pharisees were causing other people uh, to stumble over little trivial things, and when they were missing the whole point of worship from the heart, mm. from our hearts, and um, you know, uh, you know, the Pharisees they were claiming their traditions were were actually commandments from God. They, they called it oral law, where they would literally say something, and then they would write it down. And it, was, it became like part of their uh, ceremonies mm. or traditions, what they did. And they were equating it with the commandments from God. Mm. They, like, they honored God with their lips, but God said, their heart is far from me. One, I believe somebody can appear religious or spiritual, but actually be far from God.
1: Well, they were blind guides, right? Uh, they, they gave their counsel from the ditch and where they drug other people down, right? They made them twice the child of hell as they were before they found them. That's, that's the kind of dudes they were.
2: And this has been happening from the beginning. Um, go back to Genesis 3 when the serpent is tempting Eve. You know, remember he says, did God really say? And Eve, Eve says, well, God said that we're not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil nor should we touch it that's added mm-hmm. the touching thing like that wasn't part of the original command and so it, from the beginning it's trying to do things that are extra adding it to you as if that's the issue and where i think we we fight is not just in trying to keep us from certain things but then we also add things to keep us from doing things that we should do <laughs> you know uh i think you know i I'm constantly reminded of Paul's words in Romans 7. The things that I, I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I know um, that I shouldn't be doing, I find myself doing. And we're constantly setting ourselves up uh, in this life is when we know that we should go and feed the poor or go to the nations, we're setting up ourselves to make it look like we do really other good things so that, as if we shouldn't do that. Um, And then we're also setting up, uh, you know, we've given the examples of of alcohol and sex and um, clothing you wear, things of that nature, as if those things make us more holy if we um, don't do these things or do these things in the right way. um, uh, And they're not commandments of God. And so uh, obviously we need to yield to the word in those areas. But then there's also things I I was thinking about, I was reading this morning with with some students in in Ruth chapter 1. And I've never been so reminded. I've read Ruth, uh, you know, I mean, probably a hundred times, and I, I've I've never been so struck and so reminded of Job as I was today, mm-hmm. when in uh, when Naomi is talking uh, about how uh, she ha- has nothing now. She went it says I went away full, and the Lord brought me back empty. And I thought, oh, that's I've never caught that. Like I've never caught that. What is really what is really neat is she's, she sees, even though that she's bitter, angry, disappointed, and in despair, the Lord's in control. <laughs> That's what she said. Like she calls God Almighty. And, and I was reminded of Job's words, you know, when, when his wife, you know, nice, faithful wife of Job, <laughs> just
0: she cursed didn't... God and died. <laughs> uh, uh, I could see Kara maybe doing that. <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> um, love you, sweetie. Um,
1: Tim Hawkins is such yeah, a good Yeah, it's so good. I wish we, I wish we, we had the should, Tim we Hawkins should link
2: it. Yeah. But, um, you know, and and Job rightly says, "Shall we only take the good from God and not the evil?" You know, and he and he 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 says, you know, look, I I I came into this world with with nothing. I'm leaving this world with nothing. God gives and God takes away. And 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 I was listening to a sermon, uh, David Platt. If you, if we're doing the drinking game, I guess that's one for for that. Uh, but he talks about he talks about how he was reading a commentary on Ruth, and one one of the commentators that he was reading said that sometimes the sovereignty of God is a hard um, is a hard truth to understand. Like it's it's it it's not something that you can really rest on. And he goes, oh gosh, like. <laughs> How awful is that? Yeah, right. He's like no what what Naomi understood what the the story of Ruth is, what the what the story of Job is, what the story of scripture is is the the hard truth that we are going to there's going to be suffering and agony and pain, but that God's in control. That's the pillow that we rest our head on Amen. at night. And so Amen. when we yield to God's word when when hard truths come like that and thank God that Naomi did, you know, like, thank God that she, she saw that the Almighty was in control of her, and, and what I love, you know, she said it in the moment, right, and this is kind of going off a little bit of a tangent, in the moment she says, I walked away full, and the Lord brought me back empty, but the Lord brought her, brought Ruth back with her, Mm -hmm. that's just so neat, and hard truth to understand, but it's a, it's a, Big truth that if we if we yield to the Word of God, oh man how how your life can can for one make sense, but then you can rest and you can know that oh god's in control, and you don't get stuff like that if if your feelings maybe mean more to you than than what god's word
0: says Amen. and it's not that we're again sitting here saying this is simple to do or easy to do because there's going to be times when you just the flesh does not want to accept yielding to God's word, dude. It happens
2: to me almost every day. Like when I'm reading the Word of God, mm-hmm. there are times I'm like, I don't like that. Like I like that, and I know that's my flesh. And I, I, I'm reading, I'm going, oh man, that like that is not fun to read, you know. Um, and what I and constantly reminded of is. Uh, i 'm the flawed one, <laughs> not God. His ways are perfect, not mine and so when when I have the problem when when it, when I have the problem with god 's word <laughs> the problem's not with god 's word it 's with me, mm-hmm. and that 's why it 's yeah. so important to to yield to it and i I know that that 's uh worthy of my trust because time and time again it 's proven to be true <laughs> uh, when i don 't like it and and I wrestle with it and pout about it um Thank God he puts me in my place. And, and I think that's why we have to, to remember the words of Jesus when, when Satan's tempting him in the wilderness and, and you know, he, he's hungry. And I, you know, I can't imagine the hunger that, and he's t- turned those stones into bread and Jesus says, you know, basically, don't you know, the word of God says that man doesn't live by bread alone, but on every word of the mouth of, from the mouth of the Lord. If we truly believed that Scripture was as important to us as eating bread, if well, more important mm. than eating bread, uh, man, how our lives would change.
1: Well, I, think, I think of the sad part that how many folks I know I've argued with, and, and I've been on the wrong side of this uh, far too many times, but people will fight you to the death over their traditions while the truth lay bare on the page of scripture right in front of their eyes. And I think that's what we want to guard against. You know, we, um, whenever those weak areas are shown to us, will we yield to the word? Um, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been asked, you know, well, why don't you guys have a altar call at Eden Chapel? And, you know, our answer is always the same. Um, but you know, I think, well, where would we base that on scripture? You know, there, there's a lot of things that we wouldn't base on scripture. We, we have the audacity to believe that when the gospel is preached, God is strong enough to save without 17 verses of just as I am blasting from the organ, right? Well, it's 19. Yeah. Well, I'm only, I'm skipping the first to the last, but <laughs> a couple times, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, um, we don't want to be that way. And we all have blind spots. That's why iron sharpens iron. That's why we should come together bringing the word of God to bear in one another's lives. If if people are offended at the word, let them be offended. You know, we've spent our entire lives, as John MacArthur said, uh, offending God. You know, let, let men be offended once in a while and understand what we've done to the worship that he's commanded and prescribed in his word. So, you know, if there are areas in our life where we've always done things, that's, that's again, that's one of the most toxic um, sayings that you hear time and time again when you engage people on why do we do things. Well, it's always been that way, or, you know, I grew up this way. So what? What does God say, right? And maybe, you know, I understand those are painful deaths when you die those deaths to self, but Are we going to be satisfied with a life that resembles more of what the Pharisees lived? Or will we come to blows with ourselves and put our flesh to death and crucify it, understanding and trusting the Word of God above all else?
2: I I remember having a conversation, and and as as you said, Aaron, I've been on the opposite side um, as well. And so I, I say this. Truly humbly, but I remember having a conversation about uh, the doctrine of of election with someone really really close to me, and this conversation kind of got brought up out of nowhere, and we began to discuss it. And as I was uh, talking, I just I was asking God as I was talking, just give me the words to say. Point, help me point. Uh, this person to your word. I I want them to see you and your word. And so I kept bringing up scripture and I kept bringing up scripture and I kept pointing this person to scripture. And what they kept saying was, well, I don't like that. Or I feel, uh, I feel, I feel. And I finally just said, Hey, um, I, I just want you to understand. It's fine. If you think differently than me, I'm not saying I'm perfect and got it all together, but I want you to base what you believe on the word of God Mm -hmm. and your authority. This entire conversation has been how you feel. And I said, look, if you, if you truly believe I'm wrong, that's, it's okay for you to believe that way, but you have to back it up with scripture. I, I keep trying to point you to scripture. And, and what was really cool about how that conversation ended while, you know, they didn't say, you know what, you convinced me, they said, well, I, I do think I need to read more. That's, that's what they said. And I was like, well, yeah, do that. I said, just read the word of God and trust what it says. And that's, that's how I, we left that conversation. And it, I encourage more conversations like that where, uh, and thankfully like he was able to receive that, you know, because sometimes that's obviously that's a very a heated one, one. Yeah. Uh, but there's been far, <laughs> far less important <laughs> things that people die over um, mm-hmm. uh, because what they feel what they think is more important than what, what God's word says, and so, um, just be very mindful of, of how you approach things. I, I've been there where I I feel is more important than what God's word says, and and so just just kind of notice how what you're thinking, and but then also what others are thinking in regards to what's your your final authority.
0: You you've kind of kicked off this this last piece of this, and that's kind of the application part of it. And you said it just a second ago, Johnny. Uh, go to the word of God. I feel like application-wise, yielding to the Word, well, that's where you got to go, you know? And so give us some ideas for application purposes um, when we're trying to yield to the Word of God, because it is easy to say, well, back when, uh, you know, back in the good old days, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Just saying stuff. You know, like we say. Yeah, Yeah. you know, like we do. (laughs) Back in the good old days or when I was a kid, Um That's not how we've done it. But yeah. yeah, you know, it, it worked for my, it worked for yeah. them or my grandma or whatever. <laughs> Sorry, grandma. Uh, yeah. But we've, everybody's yeah. done it. Yeah. yeah. And right. so, you know, that's the easy thing to say. That's the comfort thing.
2: And we're always in danger of doing it. It's not something that's yeah. just in our past, you know. Um, we're always in danger. And you mentioned that, Bobby. We're, we're, always, we're always struggling to build fences that have no need to be built. You know, um, and so we, we need to, to be on guard for ourselves in that area.
1: Well, I think in, in one way, as we go out, I mean, just a, a precursor to what you're saying there, Bobby. I, I know this is a little of a, a sideways step, but I think we need to understand that as we go out into the world, being led by our feelings um, is honestly part of the foundation and the absurdity of atheism as, an, as a whole, so as you go out and you say, this is my standard, uh, for us to be mocked, you know, that, oh, well, the, your standard is some old book. Well, no, it's more than that. Um, you're, you're misunderstanding completely. And generally, there's a characterization of what we believe. So what I would say, as we go out, Christian, you have the only foundation that there is for reality and the way we see our world. Uh, created, and what makes sense of what is all around us. So as you go out, obviously um, there is some challenges by the world in regards to having the Bible as your standard, but there is, well, as Johnny said, I think in a few episodes ago, um, the worldview of those around you is on trial just as much as yours is. And for you to have the confidence to understand that your foundation is sure— Do the research. Look in the background. There are great men of God, Um, you know, Dr. White and some other folks who have done critical textual studies that help undergird our confidence in the Scriptures. They don't take it away. And so what I would want everyone to understand who's listening to us out there, um, as you walk out and that Bible is your foundation, as you go to apply it, understand that the only way to make sense of reality Is through a biblical worldview. If you're a simple mess uh, accident that hit the lottery a billion times in a row, right, then none of this matters. But we know it does matter. We know we have dignity, value, and worth. Why? Because we're created in the image of God. And where do we find our application for life? In sacred scripture.
3: Amen. Amen. Teaching. Uh, commandments of men as though they were doctrines of God is liter- literally equating man's word with God's word. Um, our word, our feelings, as my brothers are talking about, um, does not equate with God's word. And if your traditions or your um, feelings are getting in the way of God's Word, I would encourage you, read God's Word. Know God's Word. Don't take my word for it, right? (laughs) My thing. Uh, It's not my words, it's God's words. Yes. It is. And, um, you know, don't take my word for it. Look look into it for yourself. Um, Actually, uh, don't just read it. Study it. Study God's word. As my brother Aaron's talking about. Look into the background. Like look look into the context of what the scripture's saying. It's not um it's there's gonna be some hard truths for that. Um I discover that uh as Johnny was saying, I discover it almost daily, like I I read and I I didn't catch up before. Where where did that where did that come from? And uh But that's just, that's God's word. It's alive and um, uh, available for everyone, you know, everyone to uh, pick up and read. I'm sure there are Bibles in your house that are collecting dust right now. Um, So I would encourage you to read your Bible. Don't just take a preacher's word for it. Uh, Don't take uh, just because you grew up in that church and that's uh, the way they've always done it. Um, no, read, read God's word for yourself and find out.
2: Yeah. That's one of the best things we can do is, um, equip each other with the word of God. And just like Aaron was saying, the application of, of swinging the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, we need to be like warriors, you know, good warriors. A sword was just like an extension of their arm. Basically It, it was so closely knitted to them. And, and we need to have the Word of God like that to us. We need to love it. We need to desire it. Um, you know, just read Psalm 119 and, and see just David's love and heart for the Word of God, the law of God. Um, and, and ask God to give you that kind of heart for His Word. If, if, if we love God's Word, uh, even half of that, man, I, I, I just think of how effective, effective we will be with it in our hands. And so as we're as we're swinging the sword of the spirit, um, just think of how ineffective a warrior would be if they didn't trust the weapon that they had. Uh, and so we we have to know it and love it, cherish it, believe that it is authoritative on every matter uh, in life. And and just as G said, study it, meditate on it, memorize it, uh, cherish it. Uh, uh, this verse in, in Psalm 119, your testimonies are my delight they are my counselors my soul clings to the dust give me life according to your word like we, do we really believe that there's life in the word of god a lot of people think that that 15 or 20 minutes that you set aside for uh for scripture would be the most boring of the day oh just ask god to give you a heart for his word um that that those those moments that you get to spend in god's word would be uh, would be the the very life that you have for the day. Um, it, it would actually give you a reason to to exist today. And so, um, yeah, swing the sword, but but know it and love it first. Um, make it make it be so closely knitted to you that it's basically an extension of of your arm. And um, I trust that God's people will be effective as as we do that.
1: Yeah. I think yielding to the word is what it means to abide in Christ. Yeah. Right? Like if you want to abide in Christ, the word, the the word became flesh, and you want your relationship with the Lord to just go to new heights, as Johnny was just saying, then yield to the word. Not not make it bow to you and your preferences and your traditions, but honestly come to it broken and humbly, asking to be led so you can make disciples and love others for the glory of Jesus Christ. You know, we we think of the Protestant Reformation and all that it brought to us. You know, back in the day, the Catholic Church, you know, they, the readings of Scripture were in Latin. They weren't, you know, the common man was not able to have the Bible, but William Tyndall and others were burned at the stake literally so we could have this book translated for us and as G said, most of ours, even our apps, aren't even being opened, right? We 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 have an app that will read to us the Bible. You know, you sometimes it reads during your sermon. Sometimes, uh, <laughs> very very often. I'm thankful when it's the right. Well, one. Only when Kara's papal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, he came to me afterwards and Wrong. said, "You know, you know who did that?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, paul It's it's cool, bud." Um, but anyway, you know, I'm just thankful someone has a Bible open. But you know. Seriously, when we think about what we've been given, the treasures of the Word of God, the very words of God, man, like, we have no excuse. We cannot say we love God and neglect His Word. I know we will struggle. I know we'll have times of difficulty. But if we can walk forward completely forsaking the gift that has been given to us in the Scriptures, my friends, we need to do some self-evaluation. We need to ask God to illuminate our hearts and show us what needs to change. Because the very life, breath, the Theanustas, God-breathed, Word of God, is in our possession. So what will we do with it? Will we yield to it or will we forsake it at our own peril?
0: I think it's important. And what we're kind of saying this whole time, study, love, know, apply God's Word— There's got to be a crucifixion of self Mm. along this way somewhere, Um, crucifying our comforts and selfish desires, traditions we've talked about, uh, just completely removing self because we're sinful and and we're going to desire fleshly things um, and and let that get in our way if we're not careful. So there's got to be a constant repentance and and crucify the self each and every time we, we dig into God's word to, and try to yield to what he's, he's given to us. Yeah.
2: Whoever loves his life will lose it. Whoever, whoever loses his life for Jesus' sake will find it. And just think that the words in Isaiah 55, um, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts, your thoughts. This goes on to talk about the word of God, and it says that as the word of God goes out, it will not return void. And so, when when God is calling us to yield to His word, He's not calling us to give up something greater for something less. He is He is calling us to give up, uh, to exchange death for life. Like we we get joy instead of sorrow, we get uh, triumph and in, instead of. Defeat. There is victory in walking faithfully and obediently uh, according to the word of God. And so, um, when we say yield to the word of God, we don't say say it so you begrudgingly. You know, uh, this is the worst. It's there's life according to to God's word. And so, um, uh, we're we're calling people to come find their life
0: um, as they as they yield to God's word. Guys, do we have any final thoughts as we're wrapping today's session up?
1: I'd just say don't don't be surprised when the world uh, word excuse me contradicts uh, what you think and what you believe, uh, and instead be surprised when it doesn't, because you may be actually just cherry picking scripture to just undergird what you want to believe, and what the danger is of that, and the danger of not being a whole Bible Christian is the fact that you can create an idol even out of something that's this beautiful and this good. So don't be surprised when it, when it starts to chisel at you, know, at you and to break off the rough edges and hone them down. Um, be surprised when it doesn't.
3: Amen. And guard your hearts with the Word of God, uh, like Aaron's talking about. It. Uh, the world's going to come at you uh, with both barrels, um, Pointed at your head, so, so like guard your heart with uh, God's word um, as you're reading God's word. You know, meditate on it, study it. Uh, so it's 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 there when you need it. Um, because I can't express the importance of knowing and implementing God's word in your everyday lives. Uh, whatever that is, at work, play, family, uh, wherever. it's not just at church. It's in every facet of your life.
2: Yeah, I'll just close um, echoing, uh, it was William Tyndale uh, who Pastor Aaron said, who spent his life making sure the Bible was translated in a common language. And he says, I will cause a boy who drives a plow to know more of the scriptures than the Pope. Oh, man. <laughs> One of my favorite so, quotes. So good. good. And and that's what, you know, what we encourage people here is we don't want you to gather to hear us teach. You don't need our opinions. We, we want you to gather to open God's Word. Um, we always want people to have an open Bible when they're listening to us preach from behind the pulpit um, because, God forbid, if we ever do contradict what the Word says, we want people to know it and know what God's Word says. And when There's a contradiction there. Follow what God's word says, not what Pastor G or Pastor Aaron or Pastor Johnny says. Um, We want the people of God to know the word of God because that's where life and freedom
0: are are found. Amen. Amen. Gentlemen, thank you for today. Thank you for discussion. Thank you for being honest and and always pointing us to Scripture like you do. Um, With that being said, uh, Pastor G, will you close us in prayer, please?
3: Absolutely. Holy God, we just thank you so much for this evening, just to be able to meet together with uh, my brothers, Lord, to lift up your name, Lord. What a privilege we have to do so, um, Lord. We thank you so much for your gift of your word that you've given us to learn more about you, to uh, to um, study, to meditate on your uh, on your word, Lord, that we might have a closer walk with you, Lord. I pray that you just place that within our within our hearts by your Holy Spirit to, uh, to do so, Lord. And I uh, thank you for uh, just being able to have this podcast to possibly uh, reach um, uh, those that you uh, that You want uh, to be reached, Lord. I pray that uh, we are able to continue to do so more and more. And, Lord, everything that we do may it be to your glory. In your name we pray. Thank you for
0: joining us today on the EC Podcast. If you do not have a church family, you can join us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. If you are outside our area, we encourage you to find a Bible-believing church for fellowship and worship. Until next time,
1: God bless.